everybody welcome to down and out the sports and entertainment podcast taking the world by storm dom tibbetts alongside evan ryer two sports quote-unquote professionals giving our best shot at the world of podcasting but we like to have fun keep things loose and a lot to get to today intro music jd masters and buddha that's man of the mirror go check them out youtube soundcloud anywhere you stream music anywhere you stream this podcast you can go find them they're awesome go check them out man oh man evan happy tuesday how are you doing on this fine day not too bad i got the day off today so uh just getting it started with a little podcast a little morning podcast and uh i'm feeling good uh, it's kind of my weekend it's just you know on a tuesday and wednesday so i gotta gotta get everybody else on my level gotta see uh who's ready to treat this tuesday like a saturday later but uh so far so good yeah, I, I, that's the tough thing about being a weekend anchor is I feel you on that. It's like the 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 constant weekends of like being in the middle of the week of like who wants to go rage on a Tuesday night and not have to go to work in the morning, and that's just nobody. Nobody has that kind of schedule, so I understand that full well. It's like it's, today is my Friday, so I'm also too just trying to get through this work day so I can go enjoy my two day weekend coming up and pretty much catch up on some sleep and. Do some post Cinco de Cinco de Mayo drinking that I needed to catch up on as well. But yo, folks, we have a lot to get to in this show. There's a lot of good topics to talk about, and from the very beginning, you know, it's been talked about as a rumor. Was Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter who was going to tweet it out first? Who was going to get the scoop? But man, oh man, the situation, the day is here. Tim Tebow is going to be pending any, you know wild curveball scenarios a Jacksonville Jaguar officially reunited with Urban Meyer and as our resident Jacksonville Jaguar fan Evan you know you've you've kind of given your uh, your opinions on it already but now that it, it's finally seems like it's going to be more set in stone what's your reaction not only with you but with I guess Jacksonville Jaguar fans uh, across the world right now you know it's tough um because I definitely don't like it. It's definitely not something I want. It's not something I've wanted at all from the moment that I heard it was going to be a possibility. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, you know, the the uh, the thing the the issue I have with it is that you know really it's less about you know what's to come in the fall with Tim Tebow. It's more of just like this image of. Right, of course, we, we can't take the Jaguars seriously. Um, uh, and so uh, it, it just, that that image just continues, I guess, because they're signing a 33-year-old, um, you know, fucking, like, <laughs> I, I washed-up athlete. Like, I don't really know how else to describe him. I mean, this man, this man has played professional basketball. This man has played professional baseball. Uh, and professional football, and never really excelled At in any one. of them, and uh, and now he's expected to play a, a position he's never played before at the age of 33. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have been bringing up like Kaepernick in this scenario, which I don't necessarily think is fair because it's the tight end position and not a quarterback spot. Right. That being said, I would rather watch Colin Kaepernick go out for passes. Yeah, uh, I, I think t- I think I would Tebow. too. <laughs> He's taller. Um, but uh, so, you know, in terms of the response amongst Jaguars fans, the thing that I don't think a lot of people understand, at least for the Jaguars fans that are online, the ones that you're going to see, um, not the just people in Jacksonville that, you know, live in their mobile homes and, and and you know, talk shit about the Jaguars and never go to games. Like, that's your actual real Jacksonville fan. Uh, but the online real fans are – for the most part, just having fun. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I think from the moment the news dropped in on draft day, there's been enough time to kind of digest and kind of be, get over this, like, just being super pissed about it. So now people are really just like, fuck it. 
I, I hope I hope Tim Tebow like goes for goes for you know eleven hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns this right. year. Like wh- why not? Like let's have fun with this. Let's let's see what happens. And I mean, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like I would definitely prefer Tim Tebow to be good than bad. What can't happen is Tim Tebow can't be bad or you know really you know I mean he can't even be like me like he can't can't be just below mediocre and he can't be just above absolutely god awful we have to cut him right away because if i have to see that man take snaps and be bad that's the worst case scenario either <laughs> i want his ass to yeah. at least be useful on a football field or to get cut before the start of the season and honestly i don't see a scenario where urban cuts him you know i mean i just i don't know why you would sign this dude just to give him like a, a a random chance at a random position, I feel like I feel like if Urban's signing this dude, he's gonna make the final fifty three, um, just on pure just culture purposes, I guess. Right. Which you can say know. whatever you want to say about that. I don't know if I just like if, from an outsider perspective on this, from a guy who's not a fan of the Jags, you know, a, a, as much as you are, I, I think it's a win win for the Jaguars. And in this way, let me just give it to you of, of why I think that you signed Tim Tebow. All right. The, the, the dude's work ethic, you know, I think is spoken for the dude is a hard worker. As, as much trash as we both have talked and spewed about Tim Tebow's athletic career. And I agree, like he has kind of not lived up to his hype in, in multiple professional sports. He's given a shot at, you know, I think it's a win-win in the sense that, you know, you're going to come in and at least get a guy who's going to work for it. And I personally don't think, where you say Urban Meyer will sign him because you feel like he needs to just because he's going to give him the chance. I don't think he necessarily has to bring him onto the 53-man roster, and I kind of don't think he does. So it's enough to at least bring a guy into the locker room who shows some of the newcomers the, uh, you know, a good work ethic, and maybe that's when he transitions into a role that doesn't involve him being a player, you know, maybe an assistant to the assistant down the line somewhere. I don't think he he fits the bill in that in that aspect, but I think he's a good guy to bring around around OTAs and training camps. Now, the flip side of the win-win is that if Urban Meyer and the Jags have this strike gold here, Tim Tebow decides to just go off, right? Let's just he gets you know 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns as a tight end, re- literally reinvents his Hall of Fame career, and you know will be enshrined in Canton in six years from now because of what he was able to do in 2021 makes the Jaguars look like geniuses. And then all of a sudden, everybody stops doubting that, you know, the tight end issue you guys are having. And I think that that's a wild, like, shot in the dark down the road. But it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I think when you consider a guy like Tim Tebow, you have to consider every end of the spectrum of what he's able to kind of accomplish or not accomplish when he's in Jacksonville. So, overall, I I, I just I don't think there's anything hurt by giving him a chance. I just don't also think that Urban ha- is going to or has to sign him to the 53-man roster if it's just not a fit. Tom, you brought up the, the, the phrase realm of possibility. You know, I mean, it's technically possible that I could start at tight end for the Jaguars in Very 2021. True. So I let's mean, just, let's people, just, you know. People underestimate your 40 time when, we're, when we were bar hopping in Butte, Montana. There's nobody. I'm very quick. To, there's nobody who could get to the Acoma quicker from Maloney's than Evan Ryer, folks. I'm only quick on a sidewalk while drunk, though. It's, it's kind of, we got to make some major changes to the, to the field in Jacksonville, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna get out there, but um, there's, a, there's a specific Gatorade container that's normal Gatorade, and then there's the spiked one with UV, and that's for Evan. I won't spill a drop of a vodka soda while I do it, though. I can run routes without spilling a drop. It's actually really impressive. Um, but so, I mean, the thing is, is that yeah, man, like who knows? Maybe he goes out there. I mean, I bet Tebow can block. You know, I mean, there's that. But I just, like I said, I said this on the po- I, 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 you know, uh, painted the image on the last episode of the podcast of just Tim Tebow going out for a pass and just Trevor Lawrence hitting him in the hands. And it just, <laughs> still just, just fucking, funny. well, not even, it goes through the hands, bounces off his face mask into a interception, like pick six. You know, I mean, I just, it's, it's the only thing I can see in my mind. Um, and yeah, they're gonna sell tickets. Like you know, that's a comment that everyone keeps bringing up. And I will say this: I will. This isn't a you know a pro Tebow comment per se, but 
I want to I want to say that there's there's a lot of people on Twitter that have made the take of you know uh, uh, oh imagine like grinding for your spot like in the NFL and like blah blah this blah blah that and then like you see a roster spot being taken by Tim Tebow this and that and and you know how how messed up that is or whatever here's the thing if you are not good enough that the Jaguars are like, well, I guess we'll go sign Tim Tebow because this person's not going to make a big enough impact as a free agent signing. I think that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. I don't think anyone's yep. spots are getting stolen here. No one's, there are no spots, you know, that, that belong to someone else, just like they don't belong to Tim Tebow. So I, I do want to say that, like, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, they, if you're urban. good enough to play in the NFL, you're going to go play in the NFL. Like if you right. are, like you said, if you're competing with Tim Tebow for a final roster spot, yeah, then, then bro- my brother, you gotta, you gotta put in some more work right now. Exactly. So, I mean, in that regard, I, I, I do think that those comments have been kind of like off base and, and a little bit stupid, but, um, you know, I, I mean, I open up Twitter every hour and it's just, Imagine signing Tim Tebow to your football team in 2021. Like, imagine being that team. And it sucks. It sucks. I mean, between that and then, I didn't really bring it up on the podcast the other day, but on day three of the NFL draft, like a uh, a, a, a quote-unquote fan of the Jaguars in England uh, announced the draft pick, and, and before he did, he goes, let's go, JJs, let's go. And uh, that was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life uh, <laughs> to call the Jaguars the JJs. Um, and just and, and, and again, another testament to how sick the Jaguars fan base is. Within a day or two, you can now buy Let's Go JJ's shirts and stickers. Uh, go check out at Made by Tim. I'll throw in a plug for him. But like, and, and that's the thing is that we've never taken ourselves too seriously, so we're not going to take this too seriously. But... It's all fun and games until, you know, Sunday in, in September. And, you right. know, we are actually watching Tim Tebow try and run routes. Yeah. Um, I just see, I, I just, I don't think Tim even makes it to that point, Evan. And, and, and I hope I'm right. I hope for your sake I'm right. But I understand where you're coming from because that is very, very real. Obviously, it's a real possibility. And I hope to God, I kind of do hope I get to see just one pick six off the hands of Tim Tebow, just one, and then cut his ass, right? But I, I don't even think we get – we don't even get to that point. And the Jag- – let, let's just not even mention, too, like, you know, you guys are not the laughing stock of the NFL by far. You guys executed a great draft. You have Trevor Lawrence. I think the future is extremely bright with Urban there. You have Trevor. So much good talent coming in off the draft. I, I, I think you just kind of kind of chuckle. I think you guys have the right mentality. Just chuckle this Tebow shit off because, honestly, by the end of August, everyone's going to be like, yeah, this dude's just not a baller. He does not – have a place on this field. Yeah, I mean, I the thing is, is that, yeah, I mean, like I said, I either want it to go really well or I want it to go absolutely god-awful, cannot, whatever. Um, like, it, it, if it's if it's mediocre, then it's going to be the reason why I hate it. If it's below mediocre but not so awful that, you know, they can't cut them, then I'm going to hate it. I mean... It just it's it's all around just uh, I, I don't know it's 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 like I said it's it's embarrassing in a way but also fuck the rest of the NFL fuck like NFL fans like I don't really care what they think about the Jaguars because as a Jaguars fan you can't <laughs> you just can't worry about what other fan bases think because the only time the Jaguars get mentioned is to say how irrelevant or how bad or whatever they are. Um, and you guys aren't but, the Jets. You aren't the Jets. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that. I mean, that's the thing is that it's it's just it's a it's a franchise. It's it's more of a franchise image thing than it is like anything else at the moment. And it'll be that way until like I mean, shit. Like late in the summer when we're when we're getting closer to the uh, to to the uh, you know um, actual season. So I I mean, like I said, man. Who knows. Maybe maybe it works out. Maybe he's a culture builder. Maybe he's maybe he can be that guy that he's known to be. But even in the time span from think about when he last left the league. Let's think about that real quick. I don't I don't want to go too long on this because I know we've already been talking about it, but obviously biggest yeah. news in the NFL this week. Absolutely. Um, Let's hit it. When Tim Tebow left the NFL in twenty twelve, 
let's think about the state of the NFL then. That is pre-Kaepernick. That is pre, like, I mean, that is that is a decade ago, basically. That yeah. is a completely different environment. And I would I say... Mean, I mean, that, that, that was still before all the quarterback protection rules came in, too. You know, I mean, it's just right. like, guys are playing different caliber football in a sense too the physicality was on a whole new different level than what it's progressed to and evolved into now but but really more i'm speaking like culturally yeah like it is it was a completely different league at that point of course everyone hated roger goodell of course everyone you know uh still you know had their issues with how the nfl was treating cte and different stuff that's still very relevant but culturally i think it's a much different league today and I'm very curious to see if Tim Tebow's brand, you know, smells like roses or if it smells like poo poo poo. I'm curious to see how he does in a modern locker room. I mean, a decade is not a short amount of time. It is not, I mean, nine years is not, you know, this, this small amount of time. Like the league has definitely changed considerably. And I think. And I think, and, and, and I'll be, like I said, curious to see what, especially younger players, younger players, like those under the age of like 28 to 30, which is going to be the majority of the Jaguars. Think about this team. This team was a young ass team last year, and it's only gotten younger with all the draft picks and the, the, the players they did sign in the off season. I mean, there were some veterans in there, but I think the oldest one they signed was like 28. I mean, these guys weren't in the league when Tim Tebow left. And Tim Tebow left an embarrassment. Like, I mean, they, I just, I'm, I, I I don't know, man. I'm very, I don't think it's going to cause like a locker room riff because you, you know, you got to back your new coach. Like you got to give him a chance. But at the same time, I'm like, shit, man. Like what happens when Tim Tebow's like, come on guys, Christ is going to help us win this game. Like, (laughs) and everyone's just like, what the fuck? God damn it. Like, I just want to go to the again. Yeah. Yeah. I really just want a beer and this dude won't shut the fuck up about like eating keto and like, and going to church. Like, Oh my God. Like it's, I mean, I just, like I said, man, it's just something to consider. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just, I guess my last kind of, my whole thought on just that is, is that I think Tim's still a guy in a locker room that I think if he doesn't overdo it with this, with, with, with his kind of, his whole persona, may, maybe trying to not push his, like his faith in Christ too much on some of the younger guys who just don't really connect to that as well. I think there's definitely a, a disparity between the two as you brought up, but I still think he's, he's enough of a a veteran presence, you know, not saying that he has a great NFL career, but enough of a veteran athlete presence that I don't think the guys necessarily look up to him like a mentor, but they kind of understand of what a good work ethic, what kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to actually phrase this because now I'm going to start contradicting myself because it's a good point is I do know that if you follow Tim Tebow's work ethic, I think you're going to find success in the NFL. Now, his mantra of what you were saying back when he was playing in the NFL, yeah, I don't think that works anymore. So I'm actually starting to – I'm even coming up a little bit of a middle ground here that I'm kind of quarreling at of how he will correlate and relate in the locker room. I think giving – let's just say if you microdose Tim Tebow in a locker room, I think you have success. Don't macrodose. A little bit of microdosing of Tim Tebow in a locker yeah, room. Yeah, God forbid. Go God forbid, like – Opening game, you know, the Jaguars play at home uh, to open the season, I believe, this year. Schedule comes out on Wednesday or tomorrow, so get stoked, folks. Um, but, but uh, God forbid, Trevor Lawrence goes out 340 yards, four touchdowns in the opening game, and and the Jaguars win and whatever. And then they cut to the – they show the locker room video on Twitter afterwards, and Tim Tebow's the one giving a fucking speech. Like, I, I – like, that's, that's what people imagine, though. That's truly like you got to think about his intangibles. You got to think about like his presence, his culture. I'm like, really? Like that's, for yeah, me, that's, per- that's that's not what I want though. That's not what I would want in the locker room. That's not he doesn't right, need to be like, the guy in front of the camera anymore. Right. Like I mean, he is to me. 
I mean, like I said, I hope they fucking sell a ton of jerseys. I hope it fucking whatever. I hope, you know, it puts people in the stands or whatever. Although I don't think that's going to be an issue based on season ticket sales that have already come out uh, after Trevor Lawrence was drafted. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, like I said, I can just imagine like Tim Tebow being like, well, guys, you know, Psalms 2.14 says, and then just getting fucking smacked upside the face. Yeah. I think by, Tim, like, Tim Tebow's role is in the shadows. He's a, he's a work ethic guy, but he, he lives in the shadows. He's not the face of the organization. The minute he becomes it, I think that's when you guys have a problem. But I think there's a lot of great, a lot of positives that do come if he does just kind of stays in the shadow and he kind of just knows his place of where he needs to be. Yeah, like I said, man, we'll see. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of speculation, and he's not officially signed yet. And uh, you know, technically, I mean, you know, it's reported by Rappaport, so of course it's official. But um, you know, I mean, it's not announced. Yeah, I guess terms so. aren't in yet. But you know, and it's funny too because you have this going on in Jacksonville, which I think is the biggest news right now, now that the Aaron Rodgers situation has died down a little bit. But do you know who's always there to make that situation more interesting? Devontae motherfreaking Adams, baby. Because all of a sudden he starts dropping the ball saying he would consider leaving if Rodgers leaves Green Bay. You know, he it would, it would have to make him start thinking of a lot of different things about his future. And Man, talk about just blow after blow being given to the, to the Green Bay fan base right now. I said it last week, and I'll keep saying it until this fucking thing resolves, but give Aaron Rodgers whatever he wants. Give him whatever he wants. Whatever it takes to keep that man in Green Bay. The the keys to the city, a Lamborghini, a paid-for wedding, whatever it takes. Make the Packers not owned by the fans anymore. Aaron Rodgers owns Green Bay. He owns the franchise (laughs) solo. Like, that's if that's what it takes, like... If that's what it takes, because you cannot be a team that was, you know, not it wasn't especially the the closest NFC Championship game ever, but a team that was right there and still has, you know, the reigning NFL MVP and let him walk. I just you can't. And and the thing is, is that Devontae Adams will play for Green Bay next year, no matter what happens with with Rodgers. I think. Based on the comment that I saw from him that that we're discussing, and and generally just thinking about Devonte Adams being a pretty you know uh, uh, for the most part pretty temperamental uh, 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 you know guy, I think he will play next year. I think that though you can lose you can lose them both next off season because Rodgers will sit, Devonte will play, and then they will both dip. Well, and so not, yeah, but let's just not even bring up the fact though. If if Devonte Adams is playing, which I believe he will too, but if he's playing unhappy in Green Bay, I mean that's that's not good either. He's not going to put up well. He's going to immediately start asking for midseason trades, and then you're going to have this problem resurfacing all again in the middle of the season. So there's also just a, a negative that comes with that as well. Yeah, you you got to make sure this situation is taken care of before training camp begins. Honestly, right. Just thinking about this too, random observation. If I just had like a, a 20 spot to throw down on a futures bet right now, I would throw it. I don't know what the odds are looking like, but I would throw it on the Vikings to win the division um, based on current setup. I mean, if you think about it, like, man, if Green Bay's not, if, if, if Rodgers doesn't play, the Vikings should walk to the division title. They really should. And, and, uh, and, so just just throwing that out there. I mean, otherwise, who I, I who else in that division? Like, I guess what you know. I mean, I guess Justin Fields goes off, and the Bears are good. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to well, because all right, yeah, or, the Ly- or Lions, Bears, Jared Goff, Vikings. Jared Jared Goff plays well. I guess maybe, but I don't think the the, the Lions are there. I, I, I mean, would, that's the I thing. Would still give it to the to the Vikings, but yeah, there there is a very big disparity. I still think top to bottom between the you know between you the Packers and everybody else. You either bet on the Vikings or you bet on Justin Fields to be you know like as good as I think he is, which I think the Bears will be competitive. But but I mean, it's freshman quarterback. You know, I mean, you can't right. can't expect you know uh, ten wins or what have you. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's a bad sitch, man. It's a bad bad sitch. And Green Bay doesn't seem look like doesn't doesn't look like they're gonna budge anytime soon. Who knows, you know? But but I mean, as of right now, it doesn't look like they're gonna budge. And 
and you know fucking is it's like it's like middle school like schoolgirls in there right now like inside the franchise because just like Gutenkunst or however yeah. you say that the GM is like no he's lying he's lying he's bluffing he's he's a little he's he's bullying me please please yeah. don't make me leave the playground See, please it, don't get with, yeah. with Green Bay it's such a weird dynamic though because like you have him but then you have the team that's owned by the fans and I so I don't even know how to how to necessarily who who to cast the blame on because honestly I'm still they still have time to right this wrong because I mean they they still have some time before OTAs and training camp but like you got to have some sort of responsibility as a management the owner of this team to make sure that you're literally putting your fr- your offensive franchise your bundle package that will win you ten plus games a season. Take some ownership of your team, like literally and figuratively, and get this shit done. You know, like you, you oh, you want to go back to the point we're just making? Ten wins between Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers is so achievable every season just because of how dynamic it is. You throw Aaron Jones in there, obviously can run the ground game, good offensive line, protecting Rodgers. The Pat, what frustrates me as a Bills fan who hasn't had this long term success is like the Packers are so suited to run the NFC North for like the duration of Aaron Rodgers' career. But what where is the where's the sense of responsibility and like your competitive drive as the management to like not want to lock all this up? Like if it well, ain't broke, don't fix it. The issue is, Dom, is that if if Rodgers is demands that that the GM has to go, I mean they don't really get to keep most of the front office if the if the GM goes. Whoever comes in is going to have their own staff. So the the thing about the team management here is that they're fighting for their jobs. Rogers getting what he wants probably means most of those people trying to figure out the situation are going to get like laid off or fired. So you know, it's like, okay, so how can we, how it's, it's, it's like trying to solve like literally like an, like an impossible puzzle, like a Rubik's cube with fucking like one fucking, you know, like hot pink square in the middle of the blue side. Like, right. how do we, how do we get all colors on the same side? The answer is that really you can't like, you know, it's, 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 if, if he, if Guten Guns has to go, then then basically, I mean, shit, like, there is no solving it. There is no money you can throw at him. There is no, you know, whatever. And that means, you know, you can either say, okay, well, we can either keep our jobs or do what's best for this franchise, which, I mean, you tell me what you would do. Keep your job or or do what's best for a franchise that's going to fire you. it's it's, It's easy because I'm not in that position. So because I'm not and because I'm a ruthless uh, ruthless dirtbag who is the greatest Monopoly player. I- I'm speaking out of my terms of a young Monopoly player when I would just run tycoons on all my opponents, right? I'm thinking like a- like an oil baron. I don't give a damn about the management. I'm- I care about winning games. So obviously, if they have to go, they have to go. But yeah, I understand that the- you know people don't want to lose their jobs in a sense. So that's a good point you brought up that I kind of didn't realize until now. I- Aaron I- Rodgers is playing Game of Thrones right now. Aaron Rodgers is bidding for power. That's that's low key what's happening here. Aaron Rodgers is I don't know. He's not. I'm trying to think of Game of Thrones characters. I don't know if you watch Game ever watch Game bit. of Thrones. Oh okay. Well yeah. I mean he's you know I, I he's 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 trying to to solidify his throne, his Ned's, claim is, to the is throne. He, is he Ned Stark? Did I get that reference right? No, because Damn. Ned Stark wouldn't do something like this. You know what I mean? Like Ned Stark would just like. Ned Stark is, um, like, every fucking boomer that is like, well, I would have gotten, I would have just accepted a $20 a week contract and would have never left my franchise because that's what football's about. The players these days, you know, those dudes, like, players these days who want to get paid money for their, for their work, those guys are greedy sons of bitches. That's Ned Stark, if we're being honest. Um... Honestly, I can't. I can't tell you what Rogers is, but Rogers is saying, you know, I, I, I don't like the other people that are also in power, and I want them gone. And uh, shit, man, like something's got to give eventually. It's just a matter of when, I think, at this point. Yeah, I, I and I, like I said, I, I don't think you're. If, if I'm a Green Bay fan, like I'm not, I'm not sweating. 
I'm not like nervous, nervous right now. I'm a little like I'm 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 kind of like you know when you take your finger and you have to like kind of stretch your collar out a little bit. That's what I'm doing right now. Like I'm not sweating and I'm not like like panicked, but a little nervous about the future because I still think there's enough. I think time at this moment when we're recording this podcast is still on their side. I still think they can go and kind of make kind of make some rights out of all this but like i said if this if this goes into late june early july and we're still having if me and you are having these same talks then it's that's not good it's over something something's good like you said something's got to give and whatever happens either side it's going to be detrimental to the to the packer season but i still don't know if anybody even in the nfc north can take down the Packers even if something like this happens. So, yeah, who knows? You know, is it is it the rise of Justin Fields? Does Justin Jefferson and uh, Kirk Cousins pull it together in Minnesota, or is it Jared Goff and the Lions lead back a you know a comeback of triumphant return? You know, I don't I don't know. But I, either way, right now I think time is on their side, but it won't be in it won't be soon. It won't be soon. So yeah, you know, let, let, let's see if they can work with a little bit of urgency. I guess that's if I'm a fan, I want to see them work with some urgency. Like well, how how bad do you want to go get this resolved? Well, my thing is is that if 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 you want urgency, then as a fan, you also have to be open to the possibility of Aaron Rodgers being traded within like you know a month. That would be a, a to me a sense of if you're like, well, we got to make a move now before the off season hits. Right. You know, like it's before it really gets going and and all the teams working out together and all that stuff. You better fucking trade that dude out now. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I guess get ready for like Drew Locke to be your starting QB in Green Bay. To be fair, um, though, to be fair, the the cow the devil's to advocate fair. to that. To be fair, the devil's advocate to that argument though is is that say the Packers do trade Aaron Rodgers, right? They're gonna get a boatload in return, though. Like that—that that is an upside. I feel like if you do trade Aaron Rodgers, like they're gonna get tons of capital, tons of draft picks. I'm sure, you know, players, whatever it is. I, I can't even kind of fathom the thought in their head. It's—it's it's not the most ideal situation if I'm a Packers fan. But if worse came to worse, at least there's a little bit of a bright side you can look forward to if that situation arises. Yep. Like I said, it's uh, it's 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 a bright side and like a fucking pitch black room, but it's 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 still I guess a little bit brighter than the rest of it. But yeah, I, I think you're right. Don't panic if you're a Green Bay fan. But I I mean at the same time, woof. You know if you hit if you hit late June and nothing's really changed, I would be I would be dreading yeah. the NFL season at that point. I would literally be like, fuck me, man. Am I about to literally just waste an entire year of just like waiting basically for this to resolve? Uh, Yikes. That's basically what the Jags do every year. Waiting to not suck again. <laughs> well, and we're gonna we'll keep you updated with when anything kind of comes up with this situation. There's a lot to look, you know, just a lot to keep track of, and you know, we'll have you we'll have you up to date right here on Don and Out because obviously this is this isn't going away anytime soon. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna go make some money and send it over to the cash grab when we come back. Connor McGregor possibly buying a soccer team, huh? <laughs> Lakers, the New York British Knicks. man wants. British team? Question yeah. mark? Question mark? Uh, we got we got a little NBA talk. Uh, J Lo, A Rod, Ben Affleck rumors still going on, and uh, a little memorial segment to one of our favorite local bars and eatery establishments in beautiful Butte, America. That's all coming up after the break. Stay with us. This is Down and Out. Hey guys, Dom here. I want to tell y'all about Anchor.fm. Yes, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free and there's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Don't know how to get your final product on all the major streaming platforms? Have no fear. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them Down and Out sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. This is Down and Out, second half of the show, kicking it off with Evan's Soccer Corner because the notorious, not B.I.G., but the notorious Conor McGregor interested in buying Manchester United from the Glazer family. Wow. Just a uh, 
after so much turmoil, how much Man U fans hate the American owners and the Glazer family. Conor McGregor wants to take his whiskey brand, merge it with professional soccer. What can go wrong, Evan? What can go wrong here? Uh, a fuck ton, but um, <laughs> the I, I I'm also curious. Like I, you know, I've read some of the details, but. Very, very curious to see exactly how much of McGregor would be an owner in that scenario. Um, just because that man has a lot of money. That man does not have enough money to buy Manchester United. Like, he doesn't. Like, he just doesn't. I mean, Manchester United is, you know, literally worth more than... The only NFL team that's worth more than Manchester United is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, to put it simply, I mean, Damn. the only MLB team that's worth more than the Manchester United is uh, the New York Yankees. Yep. I mean, you know, soccer clubs are worth like way more than your average in a, you know, uh, American franchise. So it's not a case of spending, you know, 200 to 300 million dollars uh, on, on a franchise. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's twice to three times that sometimes. Yeah. Um, the, the story is such a it's such a headline grabber, though, when you just right. think like it's just like and, and it just starts making you think. Right. Because I, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Like Conor McGregor makes MMA money. And I know he is like the face of MMA, even when he's not doing great. You know, he has this fight with Poirier coming up and uh, the number three trilogy coming up this summer. But. Let's just let's think about it this way, right? Because like, obviously he doesn't have the money to fully out buy a team, but this is who he partners up with, the Paul brothers, and they buy Manchester United. All of a sudden, like it just becomes the, the Man U becomes like the internet team that everybody makes fun of because the Paul brothers, Conor McGregor, and Floyd Mayweather all team up and, and buy Manchester United, right? Like th- this if is it makes the, you, it's what this it makes headline you... kind of reeks to me feel any better than i mean they already yeah i mean they already get made fun of a ton um just for being a you know a a sleeping giant if you will of you know a team kind of like the yankees where you know they haven't won a league title in nine or ten years now and and haven't really been uh you know the team that that they were for literally two straight decades uh previously so Um, when when you when you say the yankees they're like the yankees so you're basically telling like they have a lot of money they spend a lot of money or like like man like man you if they're like the yankees like they spend a lot of money they have the money but they just don't have the results like how the yankees really are yeah i mean that's that's and i mean that's a constant criticism of all the big english teams if you spend the money they do and then you don't go win the league title or or compete for it then a lot of times you know especially the british media will just like absolutely slam you because yeah you invested a ton for 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 poor results um you know, there's also a lot of talk about Manchester United doing a 50 plus one uh, thing, which I kind of brought up during our, our Super League talk like weeks back. But essentially what that would mean is that the fans own 51 percent of the uh, of the of the club at all times. So, you know, McGregor could be able to get in with other investors for a lot cheaper than uh, you might real than you know, you might think. But if they or if they did have to buy it before it went to that, um, they would probably have to pitch that to the fans. They would probably have to say that they would go that route because otherwise, I mean, that's the thing is that soccer fans, especially in England, are very, very, very tired of watching their clubs get bought by owners that, you know, just have money and don't especially care. I mean, I don't think McGregor necessarily wouldn't care, but does he know what he's doing? You know, I mean, is he is going to be. You know, part of an ownership team that 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 can actually run the club well. That's you know, the right. remain. I, I don't want to say I'm doubtful, but I mean, he doesn't exactly have like a pedigree in that no, regard, right? No, so. I mean, if, if McGregor buys a team, let's just say like in this scenario where he's able to buy a team, he's just a face. It, like in no way, shape, or form, if I'm on the investment team or a player, anybody involved with a soccer club, like I just want McGregor to be the face. Like whatever, bring in the bring in some more money. You know, put your brand out there, get us some more attention and traction. You know, but I don't want him making any huge soccer decisions. That it could not be anywhere. He could not be more farther away from that. Is where I would want him. 
I, I don't think he would be close, but it, it's still just one of those things where it's like the type of people that would partner with him, like those people that would be making decisions, like right. you got to make sure you do your background and whatever. So it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting summer in Manchester because I think no matter what, there's going to be some type of some major changes, you know, it, even if there's not a sale of ownership, I think you could see the, the, the gears start turning towards that happening down the road. Um, but I mean, Manchester United could do worse than the new owners, but, but they've already kind of learned the hard way over the past like two decades, what, you know, they, they had, they had some great years in the early days of, of the Glazer ownership, the people that own them, uh, the Americans that own them. Um, but now things have gone sour for the better part of a decade and, and, uh, and, and people are definitely ready to get them out. Um, you know, it's it's like I said, definitely going to be very, very interesting to see. And I think it might not even be the only, you know, just about every summer at this rate, there's a major club that gets new ownership. I think in the Premier League, you might, uh, you know, this Manchester United might not be the only team that gets sold this summer, um, which uh, could definitely be, definitely be, you know, it is always a huge shakeup when you go top down changes. Um, Fulham, on the other hand, my favorite team. Won't be sold. Uh, that's already been been uh, clarified. However, they won't be in the Premier League either because, as of yesterday's uh, uh, demoralizing loss, uh, the team is relegated. Uh, so they'll be down in the second division, the Championship. And uh, I'm not going to bore uh, the the folks at home with too much talk about a soccer team they know nothing about. But just know that I'm depressed and I'm sad, and uh, and and that you should feel bad for me because sports. Uh, is not going well for me at the moment. Yes, yeah, it's, know, it's, uh, soccer's not. We talked about it the last episode. I was down bad. Evan is now the down bad uh, part of the co-host for this show. It's been obviously you know tough tough week in sports for him. So yeah, uh, prayer cards are encouraged. Uh, Chick fil A gift card. Actually, you don't have a Chick fil A in Montana, so I'll like, use them in August. Yeah, yeah when so I move. And, and any any sort of gift cards, you know, chocolates and flowers. Please send them to. Uh, Evan, just just put tell your mailman send him to Butte, Montana. It'll find its way to Evan. You know, like it, it'll it'll find it. You don't need yeah, a specific just, address. Just um, you know, it's it just give it to a uh, give it to a, a pigeon, and and uh, I I'm friends with every pigeon on the planet, so. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that we're all tight. We're it's all e- tight. It's Evan and the woman from Home Alone too. Like they're like. Yeah, they're, they're that's a great pull, Don. That's a great pull. I love that pull. I love that. I love that movie, and I love that reference. Yeah, it's not just... Christmas, but but it's it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. Just that that one shining moment that I get in the podcast. Uh, well, speaking of broken uh, clock is right twice a day. Yeah, speaking of a professional athletes, former professional athlete that also wants to buy things. I guess this is a, a good segue to just talk about and you're being down bad listen man it's just like i was last episode you're still not down as bad as alex rodriguez rodriguez is it's because not only speaking of montana too so many connections here j-lo is now rumored to be was at uh in big sky at the yellowstone country or yellowstone club in big sky montana with ben affleck for a week-long extravaganza meanwhile back over on the east Alex Rodriguez's uh, team and whoever he's partnered up with on his management group, the Minnesota Timberwolves deal, apparently has no formal agreement and the 30-day window has closed up. Now, this doesn't mean that A-Rod isn't going to get the team uh, per ESPN. Both organizations are working under good faith to get a deal done and the terms gone to. Basically, what this comes out to be is that A-Rod and his group would have would start buying different parts and controlling different parts of the Minnesota Timberwolves for the next for this season and the next season and then by 2023 to the 2024 season they would have full control of Minnesota but obviously that can't get done if they don't strike a deal so not only is Arod unable to get a deal done Evan he's now watching Ben Affleck get with his ex-wife in beautiful Big Sky Montana just talk about being down bad again it's uh, it's it, it it it's been it's been hard times. Uh, like I said last uh, last week, it's 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 been some seriously hard times for a Rod and and I mean, like you said, it's not the ownership thing, the buying of the T Wolves. It's it's that's that's not you know done. That's not a, a failure because obviously, like you said, they're still working. But 
if you just want to, this guy obviously cares about his image, right? This is a guy that, you know, posted multiple workout photos and videos right after they broke up and talked and has been, you know, reported to be desperate for JLo to come back and, and all this stuff. So this guy obviously cares about his image. And for the other shoe to drop of like the combo of, you know, Ben Affleck and JLo being like, oh, actually, no, we, you know, because initially the report said that they were just friends and just catching up. And then now it's like, no, they're definitely fucking. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and at the same time, A-Rod's actually not the owner of the T-Wolves yet. You know, I mean, it's just all around just uh, uh, a field day for for meme accounts and social media. Um, I almost feel bad for A-Rod. Keyword, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, but, kind of in that, I'm kind of in that same boat, too. I mean, it, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But at the same time, to that's, that's the worst part, man, about wanting to be a, you know, A-Rod could have... You know, gotten out of baseball, could have retired, married, you know, an absolute bombshell that doesn't have a huge presence, uh, that does isn't one of the most famous people to ever live. Right. Um, and instead, he went for he went for glory, he went for gold, he went for the dream, and now everything that he does has to play out. Like everything, you know, from the personal life to the business life, has to play out in front of every single person's eyes, and. Uh, and shit, man, it's one thing to be down bad, but it's another thing to be down bad in front of hundreds of millions of people. <laughs> and and over the course of like three weeks now, like this dude just isn't catching a break at all. Like it's just like it's like like the whole month, like the the half of April to like the half of May here has just been like Alex Rodriguez is gonna long want to forget about the stretch of like a month that he's having right now because like it's just a miserable train. And I don't think there's anything stopping Alex Rodriguez from again getting some beautiful, gorgeous bombshell and like him kind of doing his thing in Minneapolis. Hopefully, when he gets the deal done, right? But the damage is already done, as you mentioned. Like he, like this is gonna be the thing that a lot of people will remember about A Rod for a lot of years to come is that he lost J Lo to Ben Affleck. And he barely was able to buy, like, the 31st best NBA team <laughs> in the world, you know? So, like, it's it's just a tough, tough month stretch for poor A-Rod. Yeah, you hope, you hope to see him pull it out, but key word also is hope. I could also really care less if he does because I didn't grow up a Yankee fan. So, whatever, man. You know, you're down bad, and it makes me feel good about myself today. True. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the thing is, I do believe we'll get an A-Rod redemption arc. It's just a matter of, you know, when does, when do, when does the T-Wolves purchase get, get finished and who does he date next? Yeah. However, if the T-Wolves purchase does not get finished, then mm, that redemption arc, I do not know. I do not know if that's uh, if that's going to be coming anytime soon. If uh, if if the talks just completely fall apart, that's that's worst case scenario. But I guess we'll just uh, we'll have to wait and see see how A Rod can uh, can 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 get himself out of this O2 count. Yeah. Well, then uh, my last thing on this, I just want to know is how how long after Tim Tebow was cut from the Jaguars does Alex Rodriguez wait to sign him to a to a rookie contract for the Minnesota Timberwolves? That'd be sick. I would, you know what? Just <laughs> fuck, fuck sports. Fuck the legitimacy of anything. And uh, let's just let's get Tim Tebow and uh, it, you know trying to trying to play a pick and roll off cat. Uh, let's just let's just go ahead and, and chase our dreams here. Well, the, the the Minnesota Timberwolves also are a team that has been eliminated from the NBA playoffs. So I guess it's a good way to, to segue into talking about the playoff race because coming up tonight. So by the time you're hearing this, actually, we're recording on a Tuesday. So you're gonna actually hear the there will already be a winner of this contest coming up. But obviously, we've been keeping up to date with the playoff race going on in the NBA tonight. A monster game for the New York Knicks and LA Lakers. The LA Lakers have now dropped to the seventh position in the Western Conference, meaning if the season ended today, they would be in the play-in tournament to get into the NBA playoffs. A situation, obviously, the defending world champions didn't want to have. But tonight they're going up against the New York Knicks, which any other year other than 2021 is an easy win, right? But both teams are 38-30. and Never once did I think in this 2021 season that the words same record and Los Angeles Lakers and New York Knicks would come out of my mouth in the same sentence. But here we are and it did and yeah, I'm 
two, about last time I think we talked about it, Evan, was I think two or three shows ago. I was like not nervous. I was just like, yeah, we got to play a little more priority once LeBron gets back. LeBron is coming back off the ankle injury tonight. But, yeah, I'm nervous because if LeBron doesn't turn it around for us, I, I'm i nervous. I don't know what we do because apparently it just isn't going to work without him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, not time to panic, but I'm definitely sweating. I popped a molly and I am sweating. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, we are hitting a point where you have to – you have to wonder, you know, if uh, it because you know when 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 the injuries were first happening, you know, like a month or two back or whatever, however long it's been at this point, uh, you know, it's like it's it, as as always with a LeBron team, especially. Oh well, they'll be fine by the playoffs. They'll be you know they'll be okay. They'll be whatever. But obviously, with the difficulty that is you know the West having two or three really really good teams, and you know the the uncertainty of. Uh, of 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 uh, of of the return from injury, I I mean yeah, I, you should be sweating. I mean I would be too if I was a Lakers fan and and if they lose tonight, I I wouldn't necessarily be in any different spot. If they win tonight, I wouldn't feel like I was in any different spot. But um, it definitely would be a good one to to at least get a W just to kind of right the ship. Just to just to be, you know, to, to kind of, you know, just say, okay, well, we still beat a solid team that is not just a solid team, but a solid team that is playing very well right now, playing very good basketball. You know, that's always a, a morale booster. Yeah, and, and the the Lakers, the Lakers track of their season is not terrible. So after tonight, whatever happens with the the next game, their next game is tomorrow night at home against the sixteen and fifty three Houston Rockets. So you know I, that that makes me feel a little bit better that we can at least grab one win in the next two nights. Uh, play again on Saturday against the Indiana Pacers, another team that is kind of still keeping their head above water, trying to compete for that spot in the East, so you know you're going to get a challenge from there. And same with the same with the Pelicans as we wrap up the season on Sunday, too. So that's the thing about the Lakers are now going to be playing against in three of these four matchups to end the season. They're playing against teams who are also in the same boat as them, competing for like the last couple spots in the play-in tournament or just the playoffs in general. So it's not even like the, the Lakers are going to get an easy coast to the finish here. I think Houston is the only surefire win, and that's if you know some miracle you know doesn't happen where Houston decides to pull one out of their ass and go beat the Lakers, right? But you know it, it's I'm also still nervous too, is because it just isn't it isn't assured. It isn't a, a lock surefire thing that the Lakers are getting into the playoffs, and we're at the last week of the season. I I, I just never thought I would be saying this right now. Well, guess what, Dom. Yeah, here I, he just here I am, and uh, you know you know what even it's even more concerning is that Steph Curry is and we've said it a couple of times on the show already, but like he's still good at basketball, and the the Warriors are above five hundred now. In case uh, y'all forgot that they weren't at one point, they're now thirty six and thirty three. And let me tell you, if they depending on how if they were to lose a game, if the Lakers lose or win a game, plus or minus whatever, the Lakers could play the Warriors in the first round of the play-in tournament, and there's nothing that gets me even more nervous than having to play the Golden State Warriors. Than Steph dropping 56, dude. Dude, he's he's shooting so lights out right now. Like like there's you know how they always make the reference like there's guys who shoot like they're playing in 2K. Steph Curry is above this, like. Evan was talking to me earlier about MLB The Show and how the the, uh, the hitting in the new MLB The Show is very advanced and very difficult to do. Like, translate that to basketball. Like, Steph Curry is above that level. Uh, Steph Curry has just broke every mold in the way he can shoot the ball right now. It's just on, on command, anywhere he can pull up, even with a hand in his face, it's just cash. It's all the time. And that, my friends, is what will win you games in, in May and in Ju- in June and... Oh man, it's just bad time. What the hell? What the hell happened to the Los Angeles Lakers? Man? I will say, if you want like the greatest ratings for like an opening NBA playoff game ever, then oh my god, you you hope for Lakers and Warriors. I mean, that'll be so 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 hype. I mean, I know not hype for you as a fan. I would hate to be in that game, yeah. but. As a neutral man, that would be sick. I would absolutely be tuned in for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, we'll see. 
to kind you of just see. to put the to put the bow on this, I'll just give everybody a quick update. I mean, you could go look at ESPN, but obviously the Lakers, the Lakers are a game and a half back of Portland for the sixth spot. Sixth spot is important because it gets you out of playing in the the play-in tournament. So there's still a possibility the Lakers could get back up in the six. The Lakers stay two and a half games above Golden State for the A spot, and pretty much if they, they've locked themselves almost in for the play-in tournament. Now, in the Eastern Conference, a lot of things could still go, you know. You have the Pacers and the Wizards still competing for the, the 9 and 10 spot. The Bulls are sitting one out. I think the East is shaping up to be, you know, that'll be a fun play in tournament as well. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just have to, we'll have to wait and see. And everybody keep your fingers crossed. You'll know what kind of mood I'm in when we record again on Saturday uh, based on how the Lakers have been doing. So, we'll keep you updated there. Um... Yeah, anything else you got on the NBA, Evan? Because I think I'm pretty tapped out because I'm just going to start getting emotional here soon. No, I'll uh, I'll spare you today. I'll I'll decide. I'll 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 move on uh, instead of instead of getting after your ass. But yeah, well, I appreciate it. I, the The last thing, folks, we do want to talk about before we go here is, uh, and we've mentioned it tons of times on here. Uh, Evan still lives in Butte, Montana. I once lived in Butte, Montana. That's how we became to know each other. That's how we became friends and started this podcast. One of the best things about Butte, Montana are the local eateries and cafes and bars and probably the most iconic of them all sadly burnt almost literally almost to the ground uh, earlier uh, or late last week and you know the the M&M the M&M cafe and uh, and cigar shop in Butte, Butte, Montana unfortunately is uh, it's no longer no longer there rebuilding efforts are already being talked about and on the way but you know, you were there, you know, to kind of actually be there in person, Evan, to actually kind of see the devastation and uh, hear people's reactions. I'm just, I'm curious as to, to know that if that's kind of the sentiment uh, of what people are feeling in Butte right now. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like uh, the death of a really good friend for a lot of folks up here. I mean, it, it hurts my heart to see because I love that restaurant and, and it's such a, like we said, iconic, unique place. It's been around since the late 1800s and turned into a cigar shop during prohibition era and had a speakeasy in the back and has this incredible history and was kind of a, you know, a, in some ways a museum of Butte history. Um, and so, you know, I mean, truly it's, it's the, the way I think feels for a lot of folks is that it's like, they, like I said, they lost a really good friend. Um, I woke up on Friday morning and saw the news on Twitter and then I walked outside and I live probably, you know, five blocks or so, five or six blocks from the M&M and I, I walked out front and I just saw the smoke billowing and, you know, kind of covering up town, which is, you know, a crazy sight to see. And, um, and then which, later, which that, is only which is only supposed to happen during wildfire season. So you know when you're seeing it in in mid May, that's not that's not good at all. Yeah, and then you know later in the day, I had to you know go go get dinner and stuff, and and you know they were still. I mean the fire trucks didn't leave the entire day. I mean it, it just the fire would not cease. Um, and uh, and you know it also damaged um, OMG Mongolian Grill, which isn't as iconic, but a place I've gotten lunch a bunch. And mm-hmm. then also the Party Palace, which is somewhat iconic uh, in Butte and and is a, oh, is I, a bar. I would I would definitely say that the Party Palace is for sure iconic, whether you like to go there or not. It definitely is an iconic a, fucking bar. It's a all, it's a it's a all I I can't I don't even know how to describe Me uh, <laughs> the Party Palace other than a little bit gross, a whole lot of like karaoke. And pool and uh it's got, and just, it's got character let's just say that yeah it's got, it's got character. character but so they suffered damage as well so my hearts go out to the to 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 the folks over there but but yeah i mean the it's 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 crazy to drive down main street in butte and you just see this massive you know what looks like a hole you know i mean it's just it's just rubble in this once iconic spot that that you know is uh is is it's i mean it's 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 not the 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 first time either i mean fires in montana seem to happen way more than anywhere else i've ever lived yeah um and i mean just last year uh, a brewery and and bar in in uptown butte two blocks down also burned down so it's um it's very sad to see but what's not been sad to see is to is is how 
quickly and how passionately people hopped up and have been donating their 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 money and are, are pledging to donate their time and work uh, to, to get the M&M back and running. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, it's never going to be the same, but hopefully they can they can get that done sooner rather than later and right. and we can get back to eating, you know, greasy food. I think, you know, something worth mentioning too for anyone who doesn't live in Butte that's listening to this podcast. Uh, uh, the M&M is so cool because on one side you have a diner bar basically where they're serving Waffle House-esque, you know, like greasy breakfast diner food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side you have a full bar. Um, and it's, it's in the same spot and it's generally open late. So you can get like a credible bad for you diner food and get yourself a cocktail at any point in the day all in one spot. And, uh, it's, it, it, you know, it's in that way blew my mind when I first walked in, I was in love with the place. Um, so it's, it definitely sucks that, that, uh, that it's gone, but hopefully, you know, after I move out of Butte and then some time passes, you know, next time I visit, I can, uh, I can go, go down there and get, you know, a greasy plate and, uh, and, and it'll be like old times. It, it was a, it was a sad day watching it, you know, from here in Tallahassee, because obviously just living two years in Butte, I, I passed it every day, you know, going around doing my job and, uh, I had eaten there plenty of times and just, you know, lo- love the food and, and everything about the atmosphere and the ambiance. And the, the, the one bright thing that I did see was the video of the sign, the iconic sign of the M&M. And it's shaped, you know, for those who, you know, if you're not Googling the M&M now listening to this podcast, it's a, it's an old, like, retro, I don't even know how to describe, like a 1940s, 1950s. Yeah, it's, it's old school neon, neon. Neon lights kind of sign, and it's huge. It lights up all of you know, Hollywood Street and, and um, you know, the streets that it intersects on. And, you know, the firefighters, you know, my hat's off to their hard work all day long, all night long to get it, you know, the fire under control. But the, the careful removal of that sign, I think that was the – like the the one bright spot of the day to watch the sign get carefully removed and pretty much intact with minimal damage. I don't know how much it sustained internally, you know, with the fire and stuff, but it seemed like it was in good condition and the firefighters were able to remove it. And uh, yeah, so it, whenever the M M&M and M gets gets fixed, I know they'll have that original sign back up. And you know, just Butte doesn't like change. And you know what? I like that's what I like about Butte. That's what is that? That's what's I liked about you, Squirrely Dan is. Butte doesn't like to change things, and I'm happy that no matter what the M&M may look like now afterwards, they're going to still have a little bit of the old shop there, and it does the heart it does the heart good to see on such a such a sad occasion. No doubt, no doubt. But yeah, we just wanted to uh, to, to to shout that out because we know that's near and dear to a lot of our friends, and it's near and dear to us uh, to to a degree. So uh, you know, uh, uh, if you you know, are listening to this, uh, I guess it's worth mentioning too, that there's a GoFundMe set up. It shouldn't be hard to find if you look up Eminem, uh, cigar store. Um, and, and, you know, if you feel like, uh, contributing to friends or strangers, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a cause worth, uh, worth your money and attention so. yeah and uh there uh, we'll we'll put the link on uh in our anchor.fm post so you can find it on all the all the streaming platforms in the description we'll leave a link to the gofundme if you feel so inclined take it from us you know for the the few episodes that we had there there's really good people and a lot of good people that we know lost their jobs because of this and and more so in butte you know a piece of history was taken away uh yeah so. like uh i didn't i don't know if you heard don but for example i mean yeah i mean it's it's uh, the party palace won't open for like two or three months that's wild i mean yeah because they, yeah. they just, uh, the, the water damage correct just so much of the water damage like i think they said three feet of water in the in the pool basement which i've spent a considerable amount of time in over the past uh, year uh playing pool league and and yeah that's yeah i mean so yeah, it's 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 impacting a lot of different folks, and yeah, if you uh, if you want to support, that's a uh, that's a great great thing to do is to go check out the link in our uh, in our description. Yeah, we'll leave it there, folks, and uh, you know, hopefully, the next time we can never talk about this, it's all happy talk, and that the M M&M and M is is preserved again. And who knows, maybe one day this show will do a live live episode from the M M&M. and I would love to. I would uh, love to. 
Oh my God, don't even get me going. Well, folks, thank you so much for staying with us, tuning in today's Down and Out. We appreciate your time as always. Uh, new episodes coming up later this week. We saw we had to take a little, little bit of hiatus last week. I, I got caught up with work. I, I disgraced the podcast and couldn't make time for it, apparently. So that's on me. You can Everyone's allowed to send me one nasty DM to my personal, not the Down and Out, to my personal Okay, but just one. One nasty DM you all you all have earned, but just one. Uh, so, yeah, go make sure you check us out when we drop a little bit later this week. Uh, this episode, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, anywhere you stream podcasts, you can find us. You can also find our Man in the Mirror, that's JD Masters and Buddha, our intro and outro music on anywhere you stream music. Um, yeah, I think I covered all the bases there. Evan, any parting words to give to the people? Um, just a reminder that we have a Twitter account um, at down uh, in letter in out podcast on Twitter. Um, go follow. We're gonna be uh, we 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 tweet updates so you can get you know the the moment the podcast comes out or, or soon after you'll you'll be able to, to to see our tweets about that on there and you know uh, we also you know have a little fun sometimes so it's definitely definitely worth the uh, the click. So, yeah, that's the uh, only other real plug I had to give. Well, money, money, folks. Until next time, this has been Down and Out. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, Arrivederci. Later. And I don't want to face it, but my mentalism basic It's complex, seeing all the strings, and I hate it But don't feel sad for a guy that is mad Get glad and help me turn into a guy like that Castle, pull up on the scene and cause a hassle Happy looking at me like, who is this bastard? Cool like Icebrick, slam pop like medicine That isn't really yours, but you take it with your friends Cool, calm, collected, but I love to act hectic Sitting in the corner in the dark like Riddick With the notepad out, thank you about lyrics i ignored your story because i didn't want to hear it bitch did you ever really catch a switch where i went from rock to boot a cop vibe like a fish assist like white chocolate handing out a dish if the devil shows up then my soul he just wish i might accept the offer because i want to grind like cause and give the trophies to my mama make him sweat like a sauna because act like i can't then i'ma spit like a llama take your girlfriend out and give a balenciaga so check me out feel me up and watch me bounce because the new man in the Mirrors looking like a mouse. Switch places, change faces. Now Buddha runs a house. Trust hit by more than bitches. So I'ma take her as a spouse. Or at least a concubine. If in front of my God feel divine, I'ma grab it like a shield and I make it shine. Cause when I'm polished, I'll abolish if you cross the line. That's how I am feeling. Keep growing like a giant, go through the ceiling. Man in the mirror, doubled up. Now you all the fuck. We go again, but when we stop blazing. Boom, boom, pow, pow, what you gonna do now? Especially when I bring the energy like it's a powwow Besides, find a man, paint your face, cause you a damn clown Look around, only one that isn't on my wagon now The name is Buddha, bitch Damn, uh, Look around, only one that isn't on my wagon now